Hello and welcome to Music Speaks. This podcast dedicates itself to how music impacts people's lives. For the show, we have two co-hosts, myself, Hunter Sagona, and my co-host, as always, is Sean Rumkonis. Sean and I believe that many people have a playlist that makes their life unique through music. We pride ourselves on building upon our musical knowledge with our featured guests, jamming to incredible music, talking about a wide variety of artists and composers, and everything in between. So today's quote of the day is, how is it that music can, without words, evoke our laughter, our fears, our highest aspirations? Jane Swan. And today, uh, like Hunter, I get to say the return of the sister, because we're we're so excited to talk about with my older sister, Grace from Kunis, and she is our guest, and she is a Connecticut native. She attended the University of Connecticut in pursuit of a undergraduate degree in music education and master's in curriculum design and instruction. Post-graduation, Grace taught elementary general music and front ensemble for approximately four years. While teaching, she came to realize that she'd hoped to impact a larger audience of young people through music. She attended Indiana University in pursuit of a master's degree in arts administration. Grace interned with Music for All in the fall of 2021 and began working full-time as an advancement coordinator in January of 2022. She is excited to announce that she has changed roles to sponsorships coordinator. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome back my sister to the podcast. All right, Grace, welcome. Thanks, Hunter. How you doing? Uh, so we're going to... Pardon? Oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> and I would like to start with the first song on your list, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, the first song on your list is... Every day slash number 36, live at the Gorge Amphitheater, um, Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Yeah. So my <laughs> father is a big fan. No way. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He likes Dave Matthews Band. And yes, Sean also wrote a bad joke there. says, fan in the breeze. Um, why did you choose this particular recording? Um, it was the live of a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- that's a great question. And I think what I did when I selected all these songs is I wanted to kind of think of all the songs that make me like feel a certain way um, mm-hmm. or I, I listen to for a purpose. And um, because I feel like I never listen to anything new. I'm not like <laughs> very, I'm not, I don't like to discover new music it's mm-hmm. I'm such a nostalgic listener, um, which I do despise about myself because I wish I was more um, of an interested, like new listener. And I'm not like I really am like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to like new things. Um, I've got like my, my feet like dug into the ground about it. Um, so when it's you're talking to out, someone who listens to the Glenn Miller Orchestra and Benny Goodman, so I wouldn't feel <laughs> yeah. too bad about it. You're like I like that. That's it. I feel the same way, and I'm like I like this song every day slash number twenty number thirty six. <laughs> um, but the reason why I like the song is because I love outdoor music. I love live music, and this song makes you feel like you're there at the concert. 
and the seamless way where those are two songs, right. That he combines into one. Um, and he just seamlessly kind of plays them back to back. And I love that. And it is my favorite song to listen with the windows down. And that uh, is it. Yeah. I'm like, I know it's spring. I know it's almost summer when that song is played. And I'm like, it's time. Like it's, it's just very music. Music plays a very specific role in my life. And it's like, this song needs to be played at this specific time. And I will do that awkwardly at parties where I'll be like, enough. This song mm-hmm. needs to be played at this specific time. Yeah, you're like, skip this one. It's not for yeah, right now. You like, got to wait at least six months. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, I think that I've become unpopular for that reason, but I also don't care. I'm like, mm-hmm. this song, like, you don't understand the vibe. This song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's why I chose this song. Um, it's like, yeah, creation of an ambiance, like you said. Um, I'm reading now in your notes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's exactly what I get from the song is like, it's creation of an ambiance that is like loved by many going to see. And it's like Dave Matthews concerts are more than just like his lyrics or his, his guitar playing, right? It's like, the creation of the vibe of his concerts. Right. It's very experiential, you'd say. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, taking yeah because that was typically. Because that's what, sort of what I, when I was listening to it, I mean, the, the genre that you have for a lot of these songs, it's not my favorite genre, but I can definitely <laughs> see how, you know, the, the being, you know, the immersion in it can, you know, has this very communal feel to it. It has this very, you know, I, I mentioned Woods, I said it's Woodstock-esque, right, mm-hmm. which is all about, people coming together and and sharing music and sort of the vibe it was less i don't want to say it wasn't about the music it was but it was more about the vibe of people being there and the experience of people being together peacefully and loving and all the you know yes. all that kind of stuff Very um, true. but i i think that like I, something i did notice right away is it does very quickly just sort of put you amongst the crowd right so that's definitely i think something that it successfully conveys yeah, yeah, I really, I really like it for that reason. Yeah, and this—it's weird, you know. Something else, and I don't know if this is something because it's live. I don't know the non-live version of this song, but it's like there's two minutes at the beginning of this sort of like groove building, mm-hmm. where I don't know if it's they're trying to get the audience immersed before it starts, or if it's they're just trying to get their groove going first. Um, I feel like that's something that's very specific to this kind of music you know it's it's very um There's how no, would you, what, what genre would you yeah describe? i would say you know he falls into like that jam band kind yeah of, kind of genre of like rock but then in within rock it's like jam band or like alternative rock or whatever um but i think another thing that they do and sometimes they do it at concerts is like a tease where they're mm-hmm. like who what are we going to play? What are we going to play? Are we yeah. going to play a favorite song? Are we going to do it? And then they're <laughs> like, and then they start singing it and everyone freaks out. Right. And so that maybe that's a little bit of what the beginning is. Um, but also I think it's just a creating, like setting the scene kind of, of yeah. like, this is the, let's, let's forget about the words. Let's forget about like the, the, the form of this song. Let's just like vamp this beginning piece and like get in the zone. And they're all about like the vibe, the zone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You can tell that right from the the beginning. Um, and I think that that, you know, that vibe can often act as 
medicine for our troubles. Nope. So, Sean, if you'd like to take my bad transition. Master of segues, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter Segura. That's me. I get, to, I get to talk about medicine by Gus Dapperton. And, Grace, I did a little research this afternoon, and I learned that Gus went to music school for about two years, studied music tech, and hated music school, mm. left music school, and went immediately into performing. And I think, and this song kind of comes a little bit after all of that, but I think the thing that, that I kind of connected to while learning that was how he wanted to stand out, but he understand he understood the push and the pull of the music business. And I think that's something that we get to talk about on the song. So before we get into that, I want to ask you, how were you introduced to Gus Dapperton? Yeah. So actually my friend who was just here at my house eating dinner, um, she showed me this song. And um, I think I like it because there is the build mm. and then um, i like because there's the build and then when it reaches the the point of the chorus um it's just very fun and and like it's just so catchy but i think what i really like about this song is nothing about the music at all but um what's happened is like my friend told me about the song i told my friend about this song and now it's the three of our it's like our song yeah and i think i just like that music has the power mm. to bring people together in that sense and i'm all about like the communal music experience um and we'll like play it in the car on the way to like dinner or wherever going and we'll like sing it at the top of our lungs and I I've always really enjoyed music and Sean you definitely know this about me we're like we're all like our family grew up like screaming music at the top of our lungs in the car right like whether it be Disney songs or like you know not not screaming it so you're hurting your vocal cords but like 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 singing it loud and being silly and and this song reminds me of that and okay. I enjoy it for that reason, but not really for a lot of the technical reasons, you know, that right. you might expect. Yeah. And again, I don't want to go down that road too far because I've been on that road with you with episode one and you said to stop doing that. So I, I won't go down <laughs> that road. But I, the only thing I really want to get specific with with the song is the aspect of introversion versus extroversion, which I think plays to this song really well, where mm -hmm. and maybe you talked about this with the bridge and, and how he comes across as like you want to belt it out and stuff like that like mm -hmm. for me the beginning feels way more introverted than the chorus feeling extroverted so in mm -hmm. a way i think and then hunter and i also had this very strong argument before you came on about like the depth of movies and what that means and stuff like that so i feel like i really want to dive into that but i want to ask you briefly what does that mean to you? Like, where do you do you sort of find that similarity in in that kind of music? Does that kind of connect to you on, on a different level? Where like he might be taking the medicine to get where he's going, and then at the end of the song, it kind of it kind of fizzles out a little bit. Hmm. And maybe, and, and I'm not trying to make you think too hard. I'm just I'm just curious because that, yeah. that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So to be honest, the I like the the depth and like darkness of the song I don't enjoy. 
Um, yeah. And so I, I potentially ignore the lyrics um, and just fine. enjoy like the melody. Yeah. Um, and that happens a lot. And I think that I had a professor in college that one time like asked a group of us that were like, of like music students, do you notice that you like have a hard time memorizing lyrics? And I was like, I can't do it. I can't memorize it. And they're like, cause you're just listening to the, like the, the harmony and like the melody and the rhythm and the drums and the trumpet that what you heard like one time and just feeling like you're so engaged with that. And I can easily block out the lyrics and not remember a word that was just sung. And I think I feel that way with that song. I'm like, I don't relate to like needing medicine to like make me feel better in that way. Like kind of in the overdose sense, you know, like obviously right. I take ibuprofen when I need it, but like. Just... I know, and, and that's fine. I'm just saying like, maybe that's what the song is about. Like maybe Probably. Just I think that... it is. But yeah. I don't resonate with it. Okay. 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 No, and yeah. that's and that's and that's fine. I'm just I'm just curious. Um, and I guess most of my song, most most of the songs that we talk about today, have to deal with that belt like feeling, right? That that screaming that you want to get that out of there. Me screaming. Um, uh, do you want to build a snowman? You know, with with dad and having dad sing all the girl parts, you know? Exactly. Um, so I think that that is something that's really, that's really interesting with this. And I want to, I want to leave you with this last question, which is, so we talked about the lyrics. We talked about like what it means. Like, so this song, like when is a good moment to put this song on? Oh, like a moment in your life. Or, you know, just like during the day. Is it like during a drive when things are long and you're like, I'm just going to do something just to get my energy up, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like feel like that's kind of what the song is. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know. I think you could sing, sing it or sing along or listen to it when you're maybe in a, a tough spot but need a little bit of like sing-along energy mm. um, that kind of like boosts your, your feelings a little bit. Um, but also I think you can listen to it when you're in a bad mood and you need to like sing along with somebody who's also in a bad mood. Right. You know, and it's kind and of like, speaking, oh, sorry, emo. go ahead. It's kind of emo. Kind of emo. Kind of emo. It's kind of emo pop ish, right? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. For and sure. so another word that means bad is wicked. Oh, good. So Hunter is going to take over. <laughs> with uh, the next song so hunter Taylor. i don't know if it was worth it worth the transitions Bravo. all <laughs> right so you know it depends sometimes i'm really on and sometimes not at all yeah. um so the as sean said the next song is from wicked and it's i'm not that girl mm. and you know there are a lot of really well-known songs from the show and i was just surprised that like this one was the one that you picked not that it's not well known but it's definitely not as well known i would say to the masses so i'm just curious you know why this one yeah i used this song as an audition song when yeah. when auditioning for my first and only community theater musical that i did <laughs> so, really? yeah which was we did company very cool it was so scary. I was scared mm -hmm. the entire time on, on stage, like actively terrified. Um, but it was, it was so fun because I, I've always, like, I've never performed like 
um, I've never done theater before. I've always been mm-hmm. like the biggest fan of theater. Um, and then Sean and Elise have done theater so much. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I've never done it. This was like five years ago I did this. And so I think young adults, you know, after you get out of college and you start your career and you're like, holy crap, I don't know how to make friends. And like, I don't know how to connect to other people besides people I've been friends with since middle school. So Mm -hmm. I decided to do that because I was teaching in that town at the time. And the music director reached out to me and was like, hey, we would love to have you audition. And so I auditioned and I got this part it was so, so the song will always remind me of that and like taking a leap of faith, right? Doing something really hard mm-hmm. um, because I'm, I don't see myself as a really strong singer. Um, I like to sing. I sing all the time. Um, I used, used to sing, obviously, like for my job with kids all day, mm-hmm. um, but not I like, love that. Yeah, right. But I never, I never took lessons or anything. I was just really liked it. Um, so it was fun to like, fun and scary to sing in front of audiences. Um, and so this song just reminds me of like, plus I love it. I love Wicked. I love it. And I think think that like, it's fun to, what, I think when I listen to the Wicked soundtrack, I don't listen to like the Defying Gravity and the Four Good because I've overdone it when I was in middle school. Oh. So mm-hmm. I'm like, the I love Wicked. And so I'll usually go to like the lesser known ones and AKA the ones I haven't ruined for myself. And so, you know, mm-hmm. like overplay it and you're like, yeah, definitely. Ah, I'm tired of that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just love that song so much. No, oh, it's cool. It's a good song. And, uh, you know, obviously there's so much good music from wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself, I, I am also a very big theater fan. Um, and, uh, we've had a couple of, a couple of shows here on the podcast where we've talked about various you know, um, shows individually or people's picks from various musicals. And um, I'm a big Sondheim fan, so I, I like a lot of his stuff. Mentioning Company, uh, but my favorite is uh, of his Into the Woods. Okay. And um, which seems like I know that seems like such a cop out because I feel like that's no, that's of his amazing. Stuff. Do you know Sondheim uh-huh. sent sent us like the the group that performed Company a telegram, a telegram, really telegram, yeah, saying like. Good luck on the show. Thank you for choosing my work. Wow, really? Yeah, because I guess at the time he was living in Connecticut. Oh. He was living in like Roxbury or something. And which was like a town over from Woodbury. And that's where Mm -hmm. the show was. And so I remember like it was crazy because he was almost going to come to our show. And which would have been not good. Yeah. Scary, like, do not come to a CR show, please. But yeah. then you're just like, panic, yeah, panic all around. <laughs> but yeah, be pretty really crazy. But it's nice that he did that, though. Yeah, right. I mean, imagine he's such a big yeah, guy. No, I couldn't. <laughs> um, then you just sit there and you faint and then recover. Um, so my question obviously was gonna, my next one was gonna be obviously, have you seen the show, which I assume you have? Um, was that when you were younger or was it a little bit later? Yeah, so I saw Wicked um, in middle school. And um, that's kind of where it all be like the love of musical theater began in middle school for yeah. sure. Because I did Broadway Babies. Oh. With Mrs. Saunders. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> it was a good, I mean, it's a good introduction. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my only other observation about the song was that obviously, and you explained why you chose it because, you know, it's one of the lesser known ones and, you, and, you know, you haven't ruined it for yourself. But um, it's an interesting song because it it has less of a climax, right? There's not really a, there's not really a climactic moment of the song. It's a very reserved song. There's very, you know, it, it, it holds it back the whole time. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that in a lot of show like Wicked, I think people think of the big defying gravity moments and, and that kind of stuff, but it, it's not that kind of, Number because she's not that kind of girl. <laughs> also, not the kind of girl. Go ahead. This song, I think, is an interlude. I really think it's an interlude between songs. Like it's almost like they're working on fixing the stage behind that behind whoever's singing, and then and then like the real next song starts. Like I feel like it's such a short song. It's like. Mm-hmm. 20 something 30 something seconds long right yeah and it's just like i really think it was put in there like it's beautiful but i really think it was put in there so they could move the stuff on the stage just, that's pretty funny you yeah. could be right i mean and but sometimes right if you well, i feel like sometimes writing bigger numbers is is really really hard because you know you have to flesh out large amounts of time sometimes composers can convey their message real fast Mm -hmm. and you know they can compose these really short but beautiful pieces of music which this is one of them Mm -hmm. um and they don't need a long amount of time but it wouldn't be long enough to have it stand on its own if it weren't say an interlude right Mm -hmm. absolutely i think it rocks (laughs) right i mean there's like i forget what it is there is something in into the woods like that where there's this transitionary music where they're all just running across the stage but it's really just because they have to get to the next scene where then i remember which number it is because it's not one that's like it's on the soundtrack but it's not it's usually something that you it's 10 seconds or whatever when you see it on stage it lasts a little bit longer mm-hmm. it will come to me eventually I don't know what it is uh, but she's also not the kind of girl that you'd find in a kitchen so <laughs> sean well there he is Ladies and gentlemen, they found him. Master segues. And that's right, because we're going to talk about Renee Rapp and In the Kitchen. Um, Grace, you know Renee because she was in Mean Girls, right? hmm Yeah. So that connection was, was, was pretty crazy because she started her career on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and then she made her way, I think, to... Yeah television yep. and then came yep. back and did some sort of like you know um artists and stuff like i know that she's very into that artsy scene so talk to me about renee a little bit because i know yep. that when you were here you were like you were you were you were you were quietly talking to elise like hey we're gonna go to a concert and you were like yeah, and sean's not invited <laughs> so tell me tell me a little bit about renee what who, who is she I'm literally seeing where did she come yeah, okay um, num, 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 num. Renee Rapp is impressive yeah. because she does so many things well. Mm. And uh, I think that she's so young. I literally think she's like 21 years old. And I think she sounds a lot better than most performers who are now in their, their mid-20s, mm. early 30s. And I think she's she's very, she's very um, passionate and I think she's brave as a as an artist and i think her um her this song is really one of those that you just yeah want to scream at the top of your lungs and just be like 
I hate men. <laughs> That's fair. And you know what's interesting is you talk about you loving young artists. Um, we just we just talked about Gus. Um, you know, Hunter just is going to talk about Yeba a little later. Um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to talk about uh, John Mayer, and I'm also going to talk about um, some Korok later. So I think with all of that, there the um, I think it's the uh, you know what I'm talking about the uh, Olivia Barton song, the um, the fish the fish song the fish song the fish. The yes, fish song. got it. Got we'll it. talk about that later. Yeah. But it's interesting because you, you talk about that and. And I, again, I don't want to go too deep in the song because that's kind of where I went when I talk about the song because it is, it is, it really is a deep song. Yeah. But if I can pick up small details like the song is in six eight, Hundred's favorite time signature, um, there is a little bit of a of a dance feel to it. Like it's very slow and methodical and stuff like that. Interesting. So I wanted to really get your take about on that. that. I never really thought about that at all, but I'm glad that you pointed it out because. I think one of the lyrics is about like dancing in the kitchen, like before things get bad in the relationship and no long, she's no longer like he's no longer there and they're no longer in the kitchen, you know, like making dinner and stuff. Right. Um, And I think that that could be why they chose that time signature. Right. It's a pretty powerful image too. like the music video is also pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for me, the thing that stood out was the lighting the way that the light just kind of hit her in a certain way where it's kind of mm-hmm. dark, but not really dark where you just kind of see her, but everything else kind of seems bleak right around her, you know, cause in the beginning of the music video, everything's bright and lightful and then everything kind of turns that way. And and maybe I want to talk about this sort of simply, which is, I think the song really does address mental health in a way, which I think is really important where it's, it's all about like, we don't really think about the other side of what happens after the breakup or like what happens after something emotional happens, you know, how do we deal with that pain? You know? And I think, I think, I think the kitchen is is kind of a powerful metaphor for that because there's so much that goes on in the kitchen, you know, like we, we, we toil, we work, we, we clean, we, we cook, you know? And so there's all this stuff that's in there, but then after what happens, like all that's just, it's still there, you know? Yeah. And she's really good at like painting the picture of what it looks like while they're together. And it's like happy and stuff. And, and it's like very, like very specific examples of them in the kitchen. And then it's like, then he's gone. And then, yeah, he's not there in the kitchen anymore. And it's sad. And I Uh, feel like I could go on and on and talk about this song forever because it is, it just, there's so many layers and she's like, her singing is gorgeous and beautiful. I loved it. I think this was one of my favorite songs on your list because I just thought it was just, it was so colorful and flavorful and like, it was just there was just so much artistry in one thing, you know. It was just it, you could you could bite into it like a pizza. It was that yeah, it was that good. The, you know what I mean? Pizza with like with like pineapple on it. There you go. That's it. Yeah. You you, you just triggered me. There you go. <laughs> um, that's it. So and and before I before I keep going, I, I want to say what was your takeaway? Maybe listening to it for the first song. Did you have like a emotional response to it? Were you like just you walk away? You were like. Woo! Like, oh my goodness, you know, because me and Hunter have talked about this before. We're like, when artists go off, they go off and they're amazing, you know. Like, there's that, there's that level of, you know, work and stuff like that. What was that like for you? Yeah. So this song, I felt like, okay. So I would encourage both of you if you like this song, 
um, her album is actually very different than this song. Like I, the album that she, so I think she came out with this song first as a single and then came out the rest of the album. Mm. I just don't feel like it matches the energy that this one brings to the table. Um, so I think it just is so different than, I think it's very, okay, this is my thought. I think this, I think the song is very musical theater. And I think that the rest of her songs are like very modern, very like, like typical songs you would hear from young female artists these days. There's like a lot of, like, if you listen to her albums, you're like, you're like, yeah, that's, that's similar to this person's album and this person's album and this person's album. But the in the kitchen, different, very different. And dramatic and belty and musical theater. Yeah. And then maybe that's why I started by saying it sounded like Adele. And then immediately, no. Because it sounded mm-hmm. it sounded weepy and sad, but then it yeah. was like, whoa, hold on there. You know, like it was so different. You know, yeah, that, that's still where it's like very technically very good. Right. Uh, not that Adele isn't, but this she's obviously like Renee is like there's something very very good there. Do you know what I mean? Do you agree? I I concur. I I really do. I think there's just okay. so many level of the aesthetically pleasing atmosphere of, of this song. Um, Grace, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, and if you would like to support this podcast, please go to Anchor.com. You can also search Music Speaks podcast on multiple listening platforms such as. Apple Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, and many more. So, hey, guys, uh, before we take a break, I'm going to give you a bad joke. What uh, musical keys do cows sing in? Tell. Beef flat. <laughs> That's so close. Oh, thank oh, you. No. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, uh, don't go anywhere. More uh, music is on its way. My name, of course, is Sean Rakunas. And I'm Hunter Sagona. We will see you next time to discuss Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 4. And with that being said, remember to keep listening to what you love. <laughs>